Welcome back to another episode of Business Partner Partners. I'm Ryan. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> did you do it on purpose? Yes. Oh, I'm Ryan. You're Chrissy. <laughs> okay. That's a joke that Ryan does that I don't think is funny, but I wanted to shock him. We're so, coming to you live today from our kitchen table amongst gingerbread houses and um, artwork of questionable quality. Oh, I think it's really good artwork. <laughs> Um, and today we're going to be talking all about dollar dollar bills, y'all. Yes. All the things that you have to spend money on for a business. Some exciting, most not exciting. Also, before we jump in, I think people would be interested to know that these episodes with just me and you are the hardest for us to schedule. So like we put people on the calendar to like talk to us or couples that we interview. And so then we just do them. And then this, we've been trying to, we've been trying to, record this all week. So here we are. So, and I'll explain to you why it's like last night we had a Christmas party and then we like slept in a little bit this morning. Then our kids wanted to snuggle on the couch. Then we had to go to Mountain (laughs) Goat to like clean up after the party. And we're always like, Oh, we'll do it later. Okay. Let's do it this night. Oh, I'm too sleepy. Okay. Let's do it this (laughs) night. Just keeps getting pushed. Here we are. Also first thing, first order of business about spending money if you have a business and a way to throw a party, you should always choose to throw a party. I think we've learned that. That's one of the best things about having a building, like a built-in party space. We have a we have a venue, basically, that's free for our use. Well, we pay with our soul, but free for <laughs> our, our use. Free for our use for um, technically eighty-six people is our capacity. Yeah. But we open the garage doors and we have a Christmas party every year and it's a karaoke party and it's pretty fun. So it's a it's one of the um, perks of business ownership that we haven't discussed, yeah. really. So always choose the party. All right. So one of the things that people talk about or don't talk about, actually, is all of the ways you have to spend money to make a business work. And I think it's we've talked to people about it a lot. We've we actually met with a couple that's a regular that are regulars at mountain goat this week that are starting a business and um i think they were surprised about some of the things and just the costs um and so some of those are fun so we're gonna talk about that and then some are really unfun mostly unfun so we'll talk about that so the first thing that i kind of want to jump into is that you know and this is what people think of when they think of starting a business and, and opening something is the exciting purchases and so i think for us, for Mountain Goat, the, the first exciting purchase was the espresso machine. It was like, made it feel real. It took weeks to get there. It had to be delivered and installed. It weighs 300 pounds. It cost $10,000. Um, $10,000. Did you guys hear that? That's, <laughs> that's stupid. And a side note, if you listen to our episode about getting broken into, the one thing that we were the most scared about if it got like vandalized or stolen was the espresso machine. Like that's the most expensive thing in our building. That's probably the least valuable to a thief. Yeah. Like um, I'm stealing some, make some <laughs> nice espresso <laughs> drinks at home. Um, and so that was one where, I mean, I remember the day that it showed up. Um, I remember going over and meeting the guys and the place was still a mess. Like it was not, we were not ready to open. It's just like a, still kind of a warehouse with this really nice espresso machine in the middle. So that was, that was an exciting thing, but again, that's a really expensive piece of equipment. It's broken down a couple of times. O- overall, it's very reliable. That's why the commercial equipment is expensive like that. But we've, you know, it'll go down. We have to call someone. That's like one of the unfun things, right? Like it, a couple months, maybe about a year ago, it, it, we had an issue with one of the breakers in it. 
And so we can't make espresso at all. It doesn't yeah. work. And so the guy that works on it, Randy, is great. He comes down from Asheville. So, you know, he's, he's available on short notice, but it wasn't until the next morning that he was able to get there. And $500 later, the espresso machine works again. So the brand is, is it Lay or El Marzacco? <laughs> it's La Marzacco. Oh, neither one. I don't even know this because as you know, if you've been listening, I wasn't really involved with Mountain Goat when it first started. So... How did you choose that specific espresso machine? Because there's a lot of options out there and I do feel like I see that one everywhere. I'm like, why did that one get to be the one that is like the coolest and best? It's the most, it's like the most standard slash workhorse espresso yeah. machine out there. So without getting into too many of the boring details, it doesn't have any automatic functions. It's all manual. Um, you know, you, you pull a shot for as long as you, you turn the, until you turn the switch off, steaming milk, everything is, is all manual. So, so it's what Starbucks uses. No, um, <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> but it, in the realm of espresso machines, it's, it's on the lower end for sure, but it's, it's also very reliable. So it's on the lower end of espresso machines. Yeah. It's like their basic linea. Like it's the, the most basic, like, so how expensive two, can espresso machines get? Uh, I mean, I've not shopped, but I would assume into six digits. So one million? No. That's, that's seven. Six. That's seven. So that was an exciting one. Um, when we opened up, there were other things. There was a lot. We, we can post pictures of the building. Uh, we recently sent the staff some before and afters. Um, but there were some things that were exciting and things that weren't. So the if you've seen pictures, we had those metal doors before. There was no glass in the front of the building. When the glass doors came in, that was an exciting day because it was finally like natural light and you can see out and you can see in. Uh, but they were very expensive too. Yeah. So Mountain Goat, the physical building used to be a speed shop. And so it kind of looks just like a long building with four huge garage doors on it. And we replaced those with glass garage doors that can go up and down. And I tried to cheap out. And so there's four sections of the doors that are all glass. You can opt to get the lowest section to be metal so it's not glass it's not see-through but it's more durable and it's it's cheaper and they actually delivered and installed the wrong ones and then they just said oops sorry and so we got nicer doors yeah so we got full glass and like we didn't pay an extra two grand yeah i think so um freebies yeah so you know things like that the things that were not exciting uh, about opening was installing an, a brand new hvac system the building had no hvac it had just a couple window units that was, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, uh, and it breaks all the time. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, Not to mention, Mountain Good is extremely difficult to heat and cool. Because of because the aforementioned of the, glass doors. Because of the beautiful glass doors. Yeah. Like, becomes a sauna in there if the sun is shining at all. So you're just chasing the right temp all day. Yeah. Um, so those are, those are like obvious ones, like big ones. But, and then, you know, we've had some milestone purchases along the way when we got the first waffle iron, the tiny one that only cooks two waffles at a time. Like that was a big stretch for us. Um, we eventually upgraded to the, the, the nicer HVD irons. They were both much more expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and then to that end, we were making dough, uh, I hope D not listening. I don't think they listen to our podcast. I'll say this <laughs> D heck, we did everything D heck approved. Mm -hmm. But Chrissy just winked at me. When we, when we first started making dough in the kitchen, I was doing it on KitchenAid mixers, which technically to use anything in the kitchen, it has to be commercial products. So 
the KitchenAid mixtures we were using were not like commercial level, but we really didn't have an option because it's either that or spend thousands of dollars on a mixer. And we're like, we're not ready to commit that amount of money yet. So at one point I would be have, I would have three KitchenAid mixers going at a time in all different outlets in different kitchens, in all different outlets (laughs) in the kitchen. And I'd be like, it was like a science TV show. Like I wish someone would, would have been watching it. Like I'm like adding sugar to this one, like a little bit of honey in this one. Like, Oh, turn this one off. Oh, like this one isn't going too fast or whatever. So I'm like, frantically bustling all the way around the kitchen. And so I think what you're about to say is another big investment that we had in our shopping cart for a long time before we actually pressed purchase was a commercial dough mixer. And that was a clearly based on my description of how we were using the kitchen mixers. That was a game changer for us. That was like a milestone event when we got that, like it was a big purchase. I remember calculating like how many waffles do we have to sell to like afford this thing. And, And it allowed us to, really increased the output of the dough that we could make. And I mean, we couldn't have, we couldn't have done waffles much more than once a week without it. So that was a big one. Um, and I, I think that was, I think that wasn't the biggest thing we've purchased, but it was certainly, I think the thing we stressed about the most for some reason. It's cause I'm afraid of commitment. <laughs> she says to her husband. And so I figured, okay, if we invest in like a legit mixer, we're going all in. And now if you've, been paying attention all we just now this year this is another exciting purchase we've made is we got a sign five years in we got a sign on the road and I've wanted it so badly we've been doing waffles for three years now and on the sign it says coffee waffles beer and I was like I guess we're committing to waffles now we're putting it on the road and Ryan's like no we have already committed to (laughs) waffles that's why people are coming we're serving them every day they're not going anywhere so um, so the sign, super thrilling, huge battle, $800, but we also saved money cause we hung it ourselves. And when I say we hung it ourselves, I mean, Ryan hung it. I did. Um, and so, you know, like all of these things we talked about, even, even the, the air conditioning, right? Not exciting because it was very expensive and like just necessary, but like early on, those are all exciting, right? Like everything that comes in changes the shop, like gets you closer to opening, you know, like a table, chairs, like everything is kind of like monumental. Like this is one step closer, this one step closer. I think where it's gotten uh, old and sad, like me, <laughs> is... Why are you sad? Because <laughs> I'm old, uh, is the, the ongoing cost, right? So like now, I think this is what people don't really consider when they think about a business is like the ongoing, right? So like you install this brand new air conditioning unit, they bring in with a crane, they put in all new, brand new ducts and everything. You're like, oh, this is going to work great. (laughs) And then this was before you were too involved, but like year one, it just literally stopped working. All of it, like wouldn't blow air, wouldn't get hot, wouldn't get cold. Was it the summer? Do you remember? It was, I don't remember. I think it was. Summer in South Carolina. And like I said, with our garage doors, it gets painful in there. I think it was late spring. So it wasn't like we're not going to survive, but it was like, it was getting hot enough that it was concerning. Mm. And so they came out to look at it and it was, I think it was, I think it was actually early fall because it was right after a year. And so our warranty mm. was, you know, coincidentally just up. And we it should have done hot yoga and <laughs> really taken advantage of the but it, problems. They showed me what happened and a frog, like a large frog had gotten between the breaker and the building. And it was like a cartoon. It was like Wile E. Coyote, like electrocuted, plastered to the building frog. And so with $1,000 later, you know, we have air conditioning again, which is just always annoying because, you know, 
especially back then, like you're tracking to a pretty good month and then like a thousand dollars is a big hit. So there, there's things like that. And so it's like getting new tires on your car. It's yeah. like you have to do it, but you're not going to see an immediate exciting you, reward. You don't see any reward. It's, well, I guess it just though, works the same as yeah, it, did it before. just works like it should. <laughs> yeah. So, and so, you know, the other thing, the other way that we saw it, we've seen that lately is we had a stretch. Was it in the spring? We had a stretch where we had, uh, a plumbing issue. Yeah. We've talked about this. So we had the plumbing issue. Some, someone for some reason was flushing paper towels. We have a combination system. I don't know if anyone cares what that means, but it means that all of the sink and kitchen stuff goes into this, a shared line with the bathrooms and like the, um, non-kitchen things. And so we have a grease trap, but you, you have the ability for some of those like food solids and like paper towels to combine and just create a blockage. And so they came and worked on it. It sounds like a job for Ninja Turtles. Uh, it does. If only they were real. Um, and so they came and worked on it. You know, everything's a thousand bucks. We spent a thousand bucks and then it blocked up again the next week. And so they had to bring a truck out. And this always happens when I'm out of town. Also, you know what they told me that it's going to, I know it's going to happen again because, well, he said it to me like I knew what this was, <laughs> but he said there's a belly in the pipe. Yeah. So the, the pipe is like sagging underground. So, yeah. um, so it's like, so Aren't we all say, <laughs> so, you know, a thousand dollars later, they come back out to charge us another thousand dollars to bring this truck out and shoot water aggressively down the line until all the paper towels go into the sewer where they belong with the yeah. Ninja Turtles and Splinter. We've, we've complained about that one before. Yeah. But like the, that same week, both of the waffle irons went down. So, you know, I've, I've talked, I've laughed with George and Grace about this, but they called me one, they called us one morning and said, Hey, the waffle iron is sparking and like, it's, it's fl- like flipping the breakers and that happens. And I thought they were exaggerating. And so I went over there like seven thirty in the morning, flip the breaker on, turn the waffle iron on. And not only does it spark, but flame, like the indicator light flies off and flames come up out of it. And so that was after the first waffle iron had already gone down. So we're on our third waffle iron at that point. So that's a whole situation of me driving to Charlotte to get them fixed and Charlotte not being the right place at 7 a.m. Um, but then that happened. And then we also had the grinders. The grinders both went down. Um, like they like burrs need to be sharpened or something along yeah. those lines. So we got a new grinder. We fixed one grinder. We got a new grinder to replace the other grinder. But shout out to Randy. He FaceTimed with me. If you didn't know, we're recording at we home. Just, we just, uh, yes, we're at our kitchen table. Our son is very excited about it. He video just won games. something in video games. Um, Shout out to Randy. You were there. Shout out to Randy because I FaceTimed him. He like, so he works on our espresso machine and he FaceTimed me and I like showed him the grinder and he was like guiding me through it. Like this is above and beyond for customer service. This like that FaceTime. Randy, but also during that moment, I was like, it was like 11 a.m. on a Wednesday morning. And I was like, we can't make espresso drinks right now. Yeah. So then I was trying to put, so we, we have a separate grinder for our decaf beans. So then I put the regular beans into the decaf <laughs> and I was like trying to adjust it to like dial in the espresso. And I hadn't done it on that decaf grinder before. And so I, it got stuck. And then I had to FaceTime Randy again. And I was like, it won't come out. And he was like, okay, just turn the whole grinder over. I was like, this is unreal. Because I was, I thought we had solved the problem. So anyways, Randy ended up coming out the next day and fixing it. But it's just like the silly little things. Like the maintenance is what yeah. creeps up on every monthly report. Well, and then this, this week, our heat stopped working again. Yeah. And that was another 
$1,059. The blower motor was out. Couldn't they just make it a 1000 even? <laughs> That's so rude. Inflation. Or nine ninety nine. <laughs> Come on. So yeah, so there, there's a lot of those things that, that just add up and that you, that you never think of. And, and honestly, like you kind of, we talked about this, you kind of black yourself out to them. Like we had to, a little bit of a hard time thinking of a lot of these for this episode, but like in the moment. Oh, the other one that we talked about just earlier today was at one point we had, um, as my friend Matt Abel's coined, uh, a water feature in the parking lot. So the, <laughs> the, the main water that comes from the road into the shop Anything past the meter, just like at your house, anything past the meter is your responsibility. And so those are buried underground. It had some type of leak and it was bubbling up through the asphalt, through where a fence post had previously been in the asphalt. People pay a lot of money to see that Yellowstone. <laughs> it wasn't spewing. It was like trickling up <laughs> and just going into the storm drain for like weeks. And I just assumed, like it would get better. And I'd be like, I think it just clogged itself up with mud. And it did, it did not. And so we had a plumbing company come out and look. They, they had some really weird opinions on like, we might have to, dig up the line all the way into the building, which is going to be, you know, 10,000, tens of thousands of dollars and, you know, breaking concrete in the building and all kinds of stuff. And they said, oh, we can try to fix out here. We don't really know where it is. And then they charged us and said they fixed it. And then it started leaking again the next week. And so we got a different plumber to come out. He had a very different opinion. He fixed it in an afternoon um, for more money, but less than tens of thousands. This conversation is just making me so scared. Of what's next? Yes. <laughs> Like, I don't want more things next year, but... I think we fixed it all this year. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's going to be more, and it's probably going to be worse. Okay, well, guess 2024. what? There's also a lot of good things. So, in the in the the same way that, like, all of those things pop up, there are lots of tiny, almost silly wins that pop up. So the this, Things we buy? Yeah, yeah. Like, things we have to spend money on. So, like, we have AirPods, right? So, you brew the coffee into a pot and you push the button on top and the coffee comes out. AirPods, not AirPods. pods. AirPods, AirPods. Um, and so those... Or ear pods. They wear out called. They wear out over time. And so, and the staff are really good about trying to, I think they they feel some of the stress about some of the stuff. So like they try to make things work. And like, like, yeah, we can't just spend $300 yeah. every day on fixing things. But I, we were in there the other day and, and they were having to switch lids from AirPods to AirPods between coffee to like, actually get the coffee to come out and we were sort of like we need to buy a new one and so we got we ordered a new one this week i was at the shop you weren't there i was there when it came in and they like unboxed it and it's it's taller so it like it actually goes all the way up to where the coffee comes out so it doesn't like splash at all mm -hmm. and it has like an indicator of how much coffee's on it and it like is elevated so like you can put a, co a cup under it and our staff were just like thrilled just geeking out yeah. about like a 300 hundred dollar airpod and just like all of the the things that like usually only we would get excited about, like yeah. they were just, they're thrilled. I think that also just as a side note shows the buy-in from our staff of mm -hmm. like, <laughs> just the, just a side thing, like Georgia, our assistant manager, she's about to go out of town and she was like, she's not going to have cell service. And she's like, I know I'm just going to be stressed and mountain goes like burnt <laughs> down or something. Cause there's no way to know. But I mean, it, it shows like they care about, mm -hmm making the place work, people having good experiences, but also they care about, they care about our money. Like they want to be like, want to make wise decisions, use the, use our resources well. And we really appreciate that. And I think it's something that, um, is reflected in just how they, they treat, they treat the equipment and stuff at Mountain Goat. Another thing is we had, a um, one of our bar sinks has been broken for <laughs> oh, like, man. I mean, it's like five months. Yeah. 
And so Ryan had to order a new sink and then like fix the plumbing. And it's the only sink that is like in the barista area. They were having to like go in the kitchen to get um, like water for Americanos or anytime they were rinsing pitchers or something like that. Um, and when the, when that sink got fixed, it was like Christmas morning for a seven year old. It's the most popular I've ever been. It was the day I fixed that sink. And it's just like (laughs) that sink costs money. And then you had to find like the parts to, Mm -hmm. you know, get it. So it's a lot of like the little things that like those, those big purchases that also are a big on our time as well. Like that took, that took your time and energy to go and install that sink. Yeah. Um, tongs. I was there one day when they got tongs. We have tongs. They wanted extra tongs for picking up gluten-free pastries. Yeah, we got some red gluten-free tongs. And they were losing it over a pair of tongs. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the other thing, you can talk about the specialty drink stuff that we got. Oh, yeah. So we, um, so we have like our winter drink menu that we debuted, and we're continuing with a Gilmore Girls theme. So our fall drink menu was Gilmore Girls themed, and then... We continued with winter and added just two drinks. One is a peppermint mocha latte, and then another one is a gingerbread latte. And things things can add up. So we usually like to, like when we're making specialty drinks, I usually like to get the, the cost per drink so we can know how to price it and all that kind of stuff. And these two drinks have specialty toppings. Like the I Smell Snow is the peppermint mocha one. And it has like edible snowflakes on top. And the girls, when they sent it to me, were like requesting like, hey, can we potentially get these? They're like, you know, 10, 10 to 25 cents per snowflake. And I was like, yes, we They're can that get expensive? I, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> they weren't even that much. <laughs> but I was like, yes, these need this cute snowflake. I personally don't get it. I don't care if my drink has decor. <laughs> But it really thrills people. Yeah. But I will say the other thing is the gingerbread latte. We have a little gingerbread man that hangs off the side. And that gingerbread man, he thrills me. And so... He's like made for hanging on a coffee mug too. Yeah. And so we um, okaying those and just the excitement of like, yes, we have like cute, cute decor on our lattes is is something that like an expense that is it's exciting to purchase because we know it's making our baristas happy to like top them and then also making customers happy. And honestly, I feel like it ends up paying off as much as I like hate the Instagram world of like Mm -hmm. things need to be beautiful for the internet. It really does pay off with like spreading the word about our drink menu and who we are and we get followers and blah, blah, blah. But, um, those are little expenses that don't necessarily like, they're not really exciting at first. They're good for us. Yeah. And they're good for the Gilmore Girls franchise because I'm not watching Gilmore Girls because mm-hmm. I need to know where our drink names come from. So, yeah, there you go. Um, I have two more categories I want to kind of discuss. One is around consumables. So, like the other non sexy expense, right? So, like, again, you get a coffee maker, you get a bunch of beans, you get a grinder, you get some mugs, and you're like, man, let's make some cool coffee drinks. Then you realize like, okay, we got to buy cups. We got to buy lids. We got to buy cold cups and then cold lids. We got to buy straws. We got to buy stirs. We got to buy sweeteners. We got to buy. Surprise, it's COVID and you can't find them anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. And so that was one thing early on. uh, And I talked about this before, you know, when cash flow was tight. I, this, this is against everything I stand for. I mean, I 
consider myself a pretty reasonable, logical person, but I didn't like to spend on consumables. And so I would let us get down to like the last case of something because I'm like, I don't want to buy cups right now. Like I don't want to spend $500 on cups for the month. So like, let's make this box last a little bit longer. And then, which doesn't make any sense because you're still buying them later. You're just buying them when you're in a pinch. And you're more stressed and annoyed. Yeah, and like I'm going to drive out to Restaurant Depot and Ugh. that place is the worst. But so consumables are something you don't think about. I love about. Restaurant Depot. Ooh, well you, that's why you get to go. No, like, we don't. They deliver gift. and oh. it's awesome. Well, they didn't when I used to go. So, but there's Ryan, things. you probably went a total of three times. Yeah, and that's three years off, off of my life. I'll never get it back. This is so dramatic. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, it's terrible. I think so, this is rude to Restaurant Depot, who's a great resource I, for us. They're a great resource, and I'm sure that they like what they do. I don't like what they do. Um, <laughs> but the consumable thing is, is really frustrating, too, because, like, like, to your point, when you think about coffee drinks and, like, edible snowflakes as opposed to inedible snowflakes, uh, I think all snowflakes are edible, right? That one's a fall out of the sky. <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm not entertaining this. <laughs> but when you think about those, like, okay, that's one thing. But then what you don't always think about is like every time you hand someone a to-go drink, you're handing them, you know, a few cents, probably, I don't even know what our total cost works out to, but probably 10 to 15 cents of a cup and a lid just to throw away. Mm-hmm. So like the coffee costs the same if we put it in a mug and wash it, or if we give you this cup to throw away. And so there's all kinds of stuff like that, you know, and, and things that you don't think about in like napkins and napkin dispensers and, and gloves, plastic gloves. Oh my yeah. gosh, we got there so many gloves. And going through gloves and just, and just all the things that you don't consider, um, you know, take out containers. We have two different types now and, um, you know, things for people, if they buy multiple coffees to carry them out again, like you don't charge someone more if they buy four coffees, you're happy they bought four coffees, but now you're adding in the expense of, uh, you know, the coffee carrier. The carrier. Yeah. And so consumables are, are something that kind of just like drags on your books too, where you're like, think you're doing good. Yeah. And, and even right now we got, um, as part of some COVID funding, we got a lot of money to buy our to go cups. And so we're still getting through those. And so like, that's kind of a hidden thing right now because we've already paid for them all. And you know, at some point they're going to run out and it's going to be like, okay, now we got to write a big check and get Ew, a bunch of cups again. I don't want to do Sorry that. To bring that up. Um, shout out to methodical for letting us store our yes. cups in their warehouse. Yeah. I don't know where we would put them. Uh, landmark and dapper let us store them there first. Yeah, so we're for just, real. we got good friends. Yeah. If anybody has warehouse space that they'd like for us to use, let us know. <laughs> um, but th- yeah, the consumable thing is just, you know, and then you think about like the busier you are, the more that costs, right? The more napkins you need, the more paper towels, the more toilet paper, like all of that stuff, you know, just, just continues to add up. And so that kind of leads me to kind of the last category that I had in mind, but I don't even know what you call this. Um, like services or I don't know. Like, so again, so thinking about like the consumables, one of the consumables, if you think about like how many rags we go through, right? Like wiping down and cleaning espresso machine. And for years we had ourselves or our staff take those home and put them in their washing machine. So like mm-hmm. Kylie did it for a while. I think Karis did. I started. I mean, Erica I was did. the original washer. Yeah, I think Erica was. Well, actually. well, yeah. So, but they're disgusting. They that smell like they make your washing machine end up smelling yeah. like milk. Yeah, and so that was something we didn't even know was an option. And so, like, we were talking to a friend, and he's like, "Hey, there's services that do this." And so, like, connected us with someone, and said, "Like, they literally—I don't even know how many—but like, they just drop off rags every week and then pick up the disgusting bag of." 
our other rags. Yeah. And they don't count them. They're just like, okay, here's your rags. Yeah. Cintas. Cintas. I mean, this episode is brought to you by Cintas. <laughs> um, but, but they also, that was like a big step, right? Like that's something early on we would have, even if we knew it existed, we would have been like, no, we're not going to pay for that. Like mm-hmm. it's because it's like probably $2 a month cheaper to wash them ourselves, you know? So like maybe, <laughs> yeah. So but there's things like that, that, that early on feel exorbitant and you're like, no, we can just do this. But then once you do them, it's such a, such a drastic improve, like life improvement. It's so worth it. And then with them too, you know, as you, th- as I mentioned before, like with consumables, thinking about like paper towels and soap and yeah. toilet paper, like they also, once they were in they're like, Hey, you know, we can just do that too. And so that's something I didn't even realize. They literally came in and gave us the dispensers, installed them for us, and then they just stock them. Yeah, they come every week and make sure our paper towel, soap, uh, floor cleaners, all surface yeah, sanitizer. Yeah, like all the mop stuff. Yeah. I don't even know how to change any of that stuff out. Mm. Like, they just do it all. Yeah. It's awesome. I do know how to change it out, but <laughs> that's okay that you don't. Um, the one thing, I, there's some other things like that that we've, I mean, like, you know, one of the, we exclusively use methodical and, and they're in town and they deliver. So like, that's something that you don't think about as well. Like they, we order coffee and it's there the next day. No, well, three days, you know what I'm saying? But it's there like on a predictable day of the week, Right. the beans are there. There's not like true shipping. It's like we're waiting on a truck. Um, right. Which shipping's another topic that I, I hate paying for shipping. Chrissy doesn't, Chrissy likes to ignore shipping. So like Chrissy would be like, we're going to get these takeout containers. They're on this website. They're only like five cents each. Right. And so like, there's however many there that is for a hundred bucks. And I'm like, okay, well, how much is the shipping? She's like, I don't know. And like the shipping's a hundred bucks. It's like, okay, they're twice that much. I disagree with you that the I don't shipping care about has shipping. To, the shipping has to be a, a price, a part of it though. I agree. I've <laughs> never not cared about shipping. <laughs> We've had this conversation before. Okay. Well, I disagree that I've always cared about shipping. I hate paying for shipping. Yeah. It's, so. it should just be built in the cost. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that we've been able to do, we recently redid some of our space and we have more storage space. And so that has helped us mm-hmm. in some of the things that we buy in bulk, like flour and pearl sugar and stuff. And hats. And hats. That's a big, that's a fun purchase to talk about. Yeah. So any well, type let's of- talk about that. So I'm, gonna, okay. I, I'm, I'm still on the like services thing. So okay. there's one thing that we haven't bitten the bullet and, re- and replaced with a service yet. Okay. So I did a bunch of calling. When we got our kitchen DHEC certified, you have to- have a grease trap and it, the size of the grease trap, I had no idea, depends on your menu that you propose to DHEC of like what mm-hmm. food you're going to be serving and how much food you believe you're going to be going through. So they like use the capacity of your building and the, your menu yeah. to determine, okay, like you need a 25 pound grease trap and it needs to be, and that also determines if they tell you it needs to be underground or it can be like in your kitchen yeah. above ground. So we have a, we have one in our kitchen that sits there. And I priced out getting someone to clean our grease trap regularly. And it was going to be, I seriously had a list of like 10 people. Yeah. It was going to be between four and $500 a month. Yeah. And I was like, let me describe, holy cow. Let me describe a grease trap for people that might be unaware. It's, it's, a, uh, it's basically a glorified Rubbermaid container mm-hmm. that all of your plumbing goes through. In the sink, in the kitchen. The sink, yeah. Yeah. It goes, so like when the, the drain goes out, it goes through this Rubbermaid container that has some dividers in it so that the water doesn't flow through quickly so that all of the, they call it fog, fats, oils, and grease settle out of the water so that they don't go into your plumbing. Two reasons. So it doesn't clog up our lines when people flush paper towels, but also so it doesn't just clog up all of 
you know, Greenville Waters stuff. And so the idea is that all of that food waste and fat and oil gets stuck in this Rubbermaid container. And so eventually, as you can imagine, that thing fills up with stuff. And so it has to be cleaned out and disposed of via the trash or a service. And so once a month I go and open once one, every, when it needs it, when it starts getting full or smelling bad, I go and unscrew the lid on this lovely black container and literally scoop out 40 pounds of food, fat and hair that, and straws that make it through the sink. Ew, and don't say hair. And then the weirdest thing, it's like, I usually go on a Sunday. We have, we've been closed since Saturday. It's like, it's not just, this is, this is TMI. I need a, a trigger warning here. It's like warm because there's like things alive in it. Like it's hot. The like fat. Don't like, what do you mean? Like things alive, like, like organisms. Yeah yeah. 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 So it's like, it's alive. It's probably what they make kombucha out of, I had to guess. <laughs> wow. That was very offensive to kombucha people. <laughs> well, there's like a living fat that whatever, what's it? Scoby, whatever on the Scoby. kombucha. Yeah. I don't know about that. But so I go and scoop that out and drain all the water out and then fill it back up with some sanitizer and a bunch of water and we pump everything through it. So um, that's the one thing we haven't gone through or that's the one thing we haven't outsourced just yet. But one day that's when we'll, that's when I'll feel like we've made it when I don't have to. I don't know if we'll ever make it that. Okay. That's <laughs> okay. This is my, this is my lot. I'm... Yeah. This is just your future. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's kind of it on the, the services thing. There's, there's a lot of different things and there's probably a lot of things we're forgetting. We'll, we can bring these up over the course of other episodes, but there's probably a lot of things we've, we pay for now that we wouldn't have at the beginning. Lawn care, we pay for we that. We pay for lawn care. The biggest thing, I think we mentioned this before, is pay an accountant. Don't do not do it on yourself. Yeah, Pay definitely. someone to help out. Like, just that stuff's the worst. Paying an accountant is legit. Um, and shout before, out Scott Carp, CPA. Scott Carp, CPA. <laughs> and before, like I said, before Ryan would like not categorize expensive in QuickBooks, I'm like, it's like seven months at a time he would do it. And when I started taking over doing it, I asked Scott if we could meet every month to like go over expenses and look at what we've done, which is like a normal business activity. I think he was kind of like, wow, I miss Ryan. Yeah, he's who, like, I want Ryan back. He's like, Ryan ignored me for like seven months. <laughs> and then he'd be like, oh, what do I need to do? <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm on top of it a little bit more. Yeah. But I think incrementally learning like what are things we can pay for and stop doing, you know, like what's the marginal benefit there? That's I think that's important. So the other thing that we should talk about before we before we sign off is merchandise stuff so i think there's a lot of people i think are are really don't really understand what that means and 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 to be completely frank we don't do a ton of retail stuff too so like we don't even do like full-scale retail so there's even a lot of things that we don't have to deal with but even something as simple as like our hats that we do like you know t-shirts are one thing like dappers across the street we have a good relationship with them like you know printing shirts can you get printed in whatever quantity you need and you just pay you know the markup on that but hats i think are something that people don't and and, and there's a lot of things like hats but hats is i think is a good example because we've recently spent a boatload of money on hats yeah (laughs) but i think like a lot of people would think like oh we want to sell hats we can probably just go to any hat company and buy any hat we want and put whatever we want on it and then just sell it and that's not quite how it works yeah one of our hat companies this year so we have two that we've worked through one being um, Richardson and the other one is capture capture C A P T E U R. I always remember Maybe. it cause it's a weird way to spell mm-hmm. capture. Anyways, 
Richardson this year had a $10,000 minimum. So you had to spend $10,000 on hats. Or you can't buy any. There's no like, we want to buy less. Like you either buy that or you don't. So all that to say, this is a plug to come and buy a hat at Mountain Goat because <laughs> we have so <laughs> many options and so much stock and we need more space in our stock room. But hats are also something that have kind of become a thing for us. And we t- we'll talk about mer- merchandise in a future episode. Yeah. But hats have been, it's, hats are a perfect impulse purchase. Yeah. They're all of our hats are $27 right now. They might go up next year because of inflation <laughs> and we need to make more money. But, um, <laughs> they're just such an easy like purchase. Like I'm going to go in and get a waffle and a coffee and like, Oh, I'm gonna get this hat. Why not? And so having a lot of stock and there's also, there's also psychology behind having a lot of retail out for people to to grab from. So you're not just putting like one of each style. Like we're putting a lot of hats on the floor for people to choose from. There's some magic number, right? Like two point something times. Like people need to touch something 2.7 times before they buy it or something. Like typically. I don't know. So the more options you have for them to touch a hat. Yeah. Touch a hat, buy a hat. (laughs) Touch a hat. Um, Let's just have an event called touch a hat. Like you don't have to buy it. Just come in and touch them. If there's a magic number at like two point something, we should just say like before you buy a coffee, you have to touch three hats. Just like, it's like a weird requirement we have. It's like a, it's like a superstition. Half off coffee if you touch three hats. <laughs> no, like I touched three hats. I bought a hat. <laughs> the third one stuck to my hand. Yeah. So we, uh, that's another big cost that we've had this year. We've bought a, a lot of new t-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, beanies. Um, because like we get to the end of the year and we need to make an order for the holidays anyway. And they're like, well, yeah. this is where you are to your minimum. It's like, well, I guess we're spending $5,000 on hats today. So. Yeah. So we spent a lot of money on hats. Yeah, which is different. I mean, that's cost of goods, so it's not really like an expense necessarily, but right. like it does just sit on the books. And But a lot, yeah, a lot of that return will be in 2024. Mm-hmm. Or for everyone that's listening that's going to go buy a hat for someone for Christmas. It's a great Christmas gift. Yeah, it really is. So um, what else? What do people not think about spending money on? Mm. I think that's it. Yeah, one of the things... That is shocking every month is payroll. And you think about... That should be the least shocking. I know, but the that amount... That yeah. like the same. I know, but <laughs> it is. But this is the thing is there are some months where payroll... Because we pay bi-weekly. Mm-hmm. There's some months that payroll hits three times. Yeah. You're like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's, some, that's always an interesting one is like... Like what happened that month is like, oh, we had payroll hit three, three times. times. Yeah. Yeah. But payroll's because we're taking care of our people hopefully yeah um i think that's it that's everything we spend money on insurance insurance sucks oh. and you have like 10 different kinds no one ever thinks about so we have property insurance we have liability insurance which has additional workers comp uh, workers comp but the, the liability has an additional um requirement because we sell alcohol mm-hmm. past five o'clock and so like we have to have a million dollars of liability just against like alcohol claims, alcohol related claims, um, because of South Carolina, we have, um, I guess those are probably all of them for now, but like, you know, it's just a bunch and Mm -hmm. and you don't really control it. Um, it's just based on like how much money you're making. It's all kind of a scam. (laughs) Hot take. Uh, Another (laughs) insurance is scam. Okay. Another (laughs) thing that we, um, spent more money on this year is we converted our bike shop to a like 
additional seating. And so that just took some more money to get some more tables and recover the benches in there and run electrical. run electrical and add some shelving and stuff. So there's just, it's like, when will the little expenses not stop adding up? Never. Never. When you die. This positivity <laughs> message has been brought to you by Business Partner Partners. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's everything we spend money on. <laughs> there's got to be more. Oh, there's a lot. Yeah. But. We buy, I mean, there's also just the regular stuff. There's milk. There's coffee. There's. Beer. Oh, yeah. These are things people don't really like the boring things. That's people a, don't really. Think that's about. the thing. That's what you think about buying. Yeah. When milk. You think about a business, like, coffee. Buy. Beer. Yeah. Food ingredients. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Getting stuff fixed. I'm, I'm scared for when our, our dough mixer breaks. Oh, we haven't even talked about the biggest thing we had to get fixed. What? This is, we can end with this. Okay. This one's a little bit of a caveat though. So we own the building that we're, that Mountain Goat is in with a couple other people. Mm -hmm. So it's a separate LLC that Mountain Goat rents from. So there are some of these costs that get absorbed by that as the landlord, but for Chrissy and I, it's still us is a third of that. And so like, we still kind of feel it, but ever since we've moved in, the ceiling has had some slight leaks uh, over the course of our, let's just say it's a good started slight. Let's just say it's a good thing that it was an old speed shop because we have drains in the floor. There's a lot of directing leaking water into the drains. Yeah. So when it would like rain, rain, we would get leaks and it eventually got pretty bad. Like there were multiple buckets on the roof above the kitchen inside. Like I forgot about the buckets. Uh, and so dark. we, it kind of, and, and then it started leaking and that was like fine. Like we can deal with it, but then it started like leaking in the main dining room. Like, and so it's like on people. Yeah. And so it's like, you Oopsies. Know, that's not the creamer you're looking for. So we did have to unexpectedly replace the roof this year, um, which it's a membrane roof. So it's like, it's just like a big old tarp they glue down effectively. And so that was $40,000. And it's one of those things that not like I forgot about because now that's fixed. I'm like, oh, it's normal to not have water dripping down on you when you come in to open up in yeah. the morning. Like, and it's and you're not you don't wake up stressed when you like wake up in the morning and you can hear it raining and you're like, oh shoot, yeah, leaks. So we did we were able to do that. That was through the the other LLC, so that wasn't like a cost directly to us, but it was it did affect us materially as as building owners. So, yeah. and if you have any specific questions about ways we spend money or credit cards we use or who spends money, feel free to DM us and give us some suggestions for future episodes. But I think this wraps us up with some um, depressing yet realistic (laughs) (laughs) point of view from spending money at Mountain Goat. And we appreciate you listening today. I'm going to go eat this gingerbread house that's in front of me. (laughs) Just kidding. It's cardboard. (laughs) All right. See y'all next time. Bye. Bye.